show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be pretty dang hard. Get some support at betterhelp.com super. Hey, brother. Okay, guys. So one of the more common questions we get here at SCB is in regards to Order of the Phoenix when Molly is wondering whether or not there is a Bogart in one of the drawers upstairs. And she completely refrains from inspecting the drawer herself until Mad-Eye is able to stop by the house and look inside the drawer with his magical eye and indeed confirm that it's a bogger. Which ultimately turns into this terribly heartbreaking scene where Molly tries to take care of her, but she keeps seeing all of her dead family members and then it like gets even worse because she sees dead hair and you're like, oh my God, she sees them as a side. Well, this video got real fast. But there is a really big question this scene leaves us with, which is what did Mad-Eye see in the drawer. Because as far as we know, nobody actually knows what a bogar looks like in its natural state. Because of course, whenever anybody sees one, it just transforms into whatever they're the most afraid of. And yet, in this scenario, Moody is not face to face with the bogart, and the bogart has no way of knowing that it's being spied upon by Moody. On top of that, we just know Moody's eye in general is really powerful. I mean, it's able to see through Harry's invisibility cloak, which, you know, was crafted by death himself himself if you if you believe the rumors which i do but honestly it makes his eye its own sort of gigantic mystery i mean like was that death's eye but death couldn't find the third brother so whose eye was it think about that death couldn't find the third brother but moody can see through the cloak now we're really off the rails Sorry, that wasn't written. Me and Ben were just like, wait a minute. Anyway, getting back on track. The question is, was Moody able to actually see the Bogart in its natural state? Or does the Bogart just transform upon being witnessed, even if it doesn't know it's being witnessed? And if so, what would Moody's Bogart be? Well, today we find out. Guys, before we dive on into today's episode, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, MeUndies. As a husband and father of three, I can tell you safely that nothing brings a family together more than matching sleeping attire. I mean, for Christmas this year, my whole family had matching milk and cookie jammies. I mean, just look at us, we're adorable. Which is why I am super excited for MeUndies Valentine's Day collection. Because I can't think of a better way for my wife and I to bond than with matching underbridges. I mean, underwear is an underrated gift any time of the year, but Matching underwear on Valentine's Day? Ho oh, groundbreaking. Celebrate your unique relationship when you match with your better half in a fun limited edition prints. And if you're single, mingle in these matching pairs with your friends or family. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Be sure to check out all of Beyondie's super cute and super soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. And Beyondies has a great offer for our viewers. For a limited time, you can get 25% off your first order of matching undies for Valentine's Day. And as a first time purchaser, you also get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. So to get 25% off matching undies, 15% off your first order and free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, head over to meundies.com slash theories. One more time, that's meundies.com slash theories. Link is in the description down below. I mean, seriously, what is Moody even afraid of though, right? <laughs> Actually, I think we're gonna have an answer to that question by the end, but we'll come back to it. But first let's start by running down what we already know about Bogarts. Because like Patronuses, they seem to be very telling about a person's character because they're different for every person. We first meet the Bogarts in Prisoner of Azkaban during one of my favorite lessons in the entire series where Lupin has found one to show to his third year. 
Boggarts. We learn that Boggarts are shapeshifters and will always take on the form of whatever the person in front of them fears most. And while this will, of course, be terrifying, there is a pretty simple way to tackle them. It just takes bit of gumption. All you have to do is force it to take on a comical appearance with the spell Ridiculous and then laugh at it and that will finish it off. Although honestly, I think the laughter is the really important part. The spell is just sort of to help you get there. In fact, according to an article in the Pottermore Archives, if the caster is able to laugh aloud at the Bogart, it will disappear at once. That said, it is embodying your own worst fear. So just laughing of your own accord might be kind of a tall order. Although now I'm wondering like, if you just cast like a giggling charm on yourself, would that finish off the Bogart is like, it's susceptible to laughter at large. Does it have to be laughter specifically directed at it? Hmm. The thing I find particularly interesting about this form of defeat though, is that it is extremely reminiscent of how you cast a Patronus, which are of course most commonly used to ward off Dementors and are also introduced in Prisoner of Azkaban. In fact, if we examine the process for casting a Patronus, it's more complicated for sure, but there are very similar elements. A Dementor makes you feel cold or depressed or like you'll never be cheerful again. And in Harry's case, it's actually so extreme that he can start to hear his own mother's voice screaming as she is murdered by Voldemort way back in Godric's Hollow. Fortunately, you can fight them with the Patronus, and we learned from Lupin that the way to do this is by focusing on extremely happy memories. So once again, we have a super similar situation to that of fighting off a Boggart. In one scenario, you have to laugh at the thing that frightens you the most, and in the other, you have to focus on something extremely happy while facing something that makes you feel full of despair. And honestly, I've never really put two and two together just how similar these two creatures are before but that might be because Harry's Bogart actually just is a Dementor. And this kind of got me thinking like, what if this is no mistake? What if Bogarts and Dementors are so similar because they are literally the same thing? Like what if one is just the evolved form, if you will, of the other, which is to say a Bogart would be like the base form, which eventually turns into a Dementor. I mean, after all, we do have two different magical entities that both feed on fear and are fought with joy, but it actually goes a lot deeper than that. We said before that Harry's Bogart is a Dementor, but we don't actually learn that in class because despite possibly being the most qualified defense against the dark arts student there, Lupin cuts him off before he can have his turn. This is because Lupin assumes Harry's greatest fear is going to be Lord Voldemort. And he doesn't think the Dark Lord stepping out of a wardrobe is going to be a great, you know, lesson for a bunch of 13 year olds. Taking form of a giant spectral dog is among the darkest omens in our world. It's an omen of death. All right, calm down, Bim. However, after Harry finally reveals that his greatest fear would actually be a Dementor, it earns this comment from Lupin. What do you fear the most is fear itself. This is very wise. And of course, after that, Harry convinces Lupin to train him to fight Dementors after the Dementors attack the Quidditch field during their match against Hufflepuff. Which, don't you just love that, like, Harry's determination to cast a Patronus has nothing to do with, like, defeating evil or anything. It's all about, like, we have to win the Quidditch Cup. Yo. Needs to sort out priorities. But how they do the training is pretty interesting. Lupin just finds another bogger. And sure enough, it does transform into a Dementor. But what's really impressive is that it's able to replicate the powers of a Dementor, which I think, as far as we know, is unique. Like, I'm not saying the other things the Bogart transforms into aren't scary or genuinely dangerous, but they're all scary because of the physical attributes associated with them. For example, Ron's Bogart, a giant acromantula, can harm you because it does have giant fangs. Pences. 
but would it have genuine acromantula venom to go along with it? I don't think so. Or let's say your greatest fear is a unicorn. Like if the Bogart transformed into a unicorn and then someone took one of the tail hairs, would that be a genuine unicorn tail hair? Again, I don't think it would. It feels closer to like a leprechaun gold situation from the Quidditch World Cup. Further proving this fact is Lupin's Bogart, the moon. It's ambiguous when we first see it in the class during a full room of students, but we later learn that he's afraid of the moon because he's a werewolf and it transforms him. And yet, despite being confronted with a full moon in Bogart form, no transformation occurs. Thus, while the Bogart can take on the perfect appearance of the moon, it does not possess the moon's powers. And thank God, I mean, can you imagine what would have happened to the oceans? Ooh. But again, when it's transformed into the Dementor, it does have the Dementor's powers. It forces Harry to relive that terrible moment over and over and over again. But why is this the case? How are Bogarts able to replicate Dementor powers? Because they're the same thing. So of course they can replicate the powers. And it gets better. Do you know how Dementors and Bogarts both form? Yeah, it's the same way. In the presence of fear and despair. Actually, they both resemble in an odd section of the Wizarding World um, existence chart, both known as non-beings. Meaning they're not truly alive, but also can't die. They can appear and may dissipate or could be made to disappear, but they are never really alive, so they also can't die. Make sense? No, I don't get it either. But like, doesn't it make more sense that two creatures that form the same way under the same circumstances and still fear in people and defeated by laughter and joy are actually the same creature rather than two different creatures. And we can keep going because what's the other fun fact we all know about Bogarts? That no one knows what they look like in their natural state. And what do they say about Dementors? That nobody knows what's under the hood. Like, are you kidding me? Now you might be saying like, wait, wait, how do we know Bogarts are generated by fear? Well, again, we just go back to the very same Pottermore article where it says, like poltergeists and the more sinister Dementors, they seem to be generated and sustained by human emotions. <laughs> I mean, come on, it says Dementors in the same sentence. But even besides that though, the ones we meet in the story do indeed seem to pop up around groups of people who would be very afraid. First in Prisoner, when Sirius has escaped Azkaban, he's the first wizard ever to do so, so yeah. Lots of the students are afraid. Same thing in the Order of the Phoenix. Like Voldemort just came back and these are the people who are coming together to try to take him down. Like the people who survived the last war and know how terrible things can get. And think about what that says about the Order of the Phoenix because it's so easy to think of them as these like invulnerable soldiers of righteousness who fear nothing. But that's wrong. And the Boggart's presence in Grimald Place is the proof. Because courage isn't the absence of fear. It's bravery in spite of your fear. The Order's not unafraid, they're just willing to fight anyway. That said, the threat level of a Bogart is still just way, way, way below that of a Dementor. Because like, I'm sure given what we've just gone over, that during Chamber of Secrets, there must have been at least one Bogart in the castle. You know, what with students being petrified by a mysterious centuries old giant monster and no one knowing whether or not someone was gonna get killed or the school was gonna be closed or you know. There were messages being written in blood on the wall. It was a bad time. 
I feel like they were Bogarts. And yet we never hear about them, but honestly, it's not surprising because it seems like for the most part, subduing a Bogart for a fully trained wizard is really just not that big a deal. I mean, even at Grimald Place, they're taking extra precautions to take care of the doxies living in the curtains. But when Mrs. Weasley goes to take on the Bogart, she's like, whatever, I'll just nip it on my way upstairs. No big deal. Granted, that doesn't exactly work out for her. But the point is her assumption is that it wasn't gonna be a big deal. But speaking of that Bogart, that brings us back to our original question, which is what did Moody see when he looked at the Bogart? And I think what he saw when he looked at the Bogart was basically a small Dementor, which honestly I think works to answer the question of what does a Bogart look like when it's untransformed and does the Bogart need to know that it's being looked at to actually transform? Because if there's any other character whose Bogart is also a Dementor, it has to be Moody. But there you go, guys. That's our theory for what Moody saw when he looked at the Bogart and what Bogarts look like when they're untransformed. But before you go, I do have one quick favor to ask of everybody watching. Ben and I, as you may know, live in the little big city of Roanoke, Virginia. And every year, the Roanoker magazine here in town has a best of issue where they list off all the best things in Roanoke. And this year, they have categories for best influencer and best podcast. And we would really love your help in voting for us. It is extremely easy to do. There is a link in the description down below to do it. You do not need to fill everything out. Just scroll down to best influencer and fill out first name super, last name Carlin Brothers like this, and then scroll down to podcast and type in popcorn culture, our podcast. Thank you so much in advance for your votes. Also want to give a big shout out to Josh from our Discord server. He is a member of our monthly uh, Zoom calls, one of our big Patreon perks, and he is the one who first suggested this Bogart Dementor theory and we totally loved it. So thank you so much, Josh. But guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you want to see our theory on the origin of Mad-Eye's mysteriously magical eye, you can check out this video right here. Also, thanks one more time for voting in the Roanoke Magazine. Link is in the description down below. But until next time, Ben, I will see you in another Life Brothers.